Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to Believe in South Carolina for another great episode here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am alone today as I recap the game against Tennessee this past week. Tennessee beat us 45-20. to The over, which was around 55, uh, fluctuated all week. Depends when you took it, but it did hit, so Braden was right on that side, but we were both very wrong in the fact that South Carolina would come out on top. So let's dive right into it. Um, Tennessee now leads South Carolina all-time 28-10-2 and and are 18-3 against the Gamecocks in Knoxville. Jamar Brown and Juju McDowell did make their first career starts against Tennessee, so I guess that's the only positive we can talk about today. The first half was overall just atrocious. South Carolina allowed 38 points. And a team we thought that was all defense allowed 247 yards of rushing offense, which is way over their average of 142.6. So, yet again, South Carolina gets outrushed, and they scored 28 points in the first quarter with 227 yards of total offense. I mean, I don't even know what you can say about this team and about positives I mean give it to Tennessee in some in some ways Hooker had 17 for 23 225 yards and three touchdowns he played a solid game he played better than a lot of other SEC quarterbacks would have I mean the kid's good I'll give him that um Doty 19 for 31 167 yards and zero touchdowns and I mean you can't win off of that if South Carolina's run game is doing what we thought they could have done, then Doty's doing enough to win games. That's a solid game manager. That's what you want to see. But right now, I mean, he's got to win games with his arm. That's South Carolina's only chance. He's got to pull them out and win games with his arm, and that's not what he was able to do. But Kai Kroger, one for one, 44 yards and a touchdown. So Kroger for quarterback... Josh Van also went one for one, but only six yards. So the first half just was overall horrible, and I think that it went very downhill at that play call at the one-yard line where Satterfield called the trick play. Jordan Bitt, Birch didn't mean to do that, threw a pick on the weird trick play, and uh, South Carolina gets no points on a drive where they consistently got first downs. I mean, they were they were moving the ball well. They were getting upfield. They were doing everything they needed to. 
And then they do this trick play where a defensive end is throwing the ball and we get picked off and then Tennessee takes it all the way down. Bang, it's 21 nothing in the first quarter. I mean, just questionable play calling is the only way you could even describe that. I mean, I don't really know what to say on that. I mean, the rushing game wasn't awful, I guess. I mean, we've got over 100 yards for the third time this year, which was a plus. Um, but, I mean... There's a lot of there's a lot of negatives we saw from that game and it it was just very disappointing to see a team that we thought could stick with Tennessee and play well that day and go into Neyland Stadium and show them that we are an SEC team that can compete and is not the team right above Vandy which is what we're thought of as as of right now and I mean people have us below Missouri and Missouri has not been impressive by any means this year, so that's just kind of a slap in the face to South Carolina and what we've seen this season. I mean, it's already brought up a discussion about if Beamer is the right choice, and if it continues like this, are we going to see him for just two, three years, and then he's gone when... He's built up a rapport with the students, with fans. I mean, people love him. People want him to be successful. I do disagree. I've seen that in very minimal places. Most people are still on the Beamer train, as am I. I think it's going to work out. He doesn't even have his own players in there yet, so you can't get on him. Like, it's going to be a rough ride. I mean, it's facts. I mean, we said we're not going to have 10 wins this year. It's just that point in case we're sitting at three and three midseason and that's not an awful place to be we're still in contention for a bowl game and that can happen for South Carolina things just need to turn around I mean we have not seen many positives we have not seen any good football this year and that's just upsetting I mean Tennessee you got we got outplayed by uh I don't want to say a better team. I just think they are offensively farther along than we are and they that is just a fact because I mean they've already outscored Tennessee has already outscored their team last year in 10 games in the first 6 games of the season. They have 247 points and in 10 games last year they had 215. So Tennessee's offense, is like, kudos to them. They're doing very well. Head coach Josh Hubel is getting his team a little farther along, and um, so good for the volunteers, but South Carolina has their issues, and I think it all it all does start with the off, offense. So, I mean, right now we're at 3-3. Three and three. It's the mid-year, so I kind of want to go down some of the coaches, some of the players, the different sides of the ball, position groups mostly, and just give midseason grades. Where do we think they're at? Where do we think they should be at? And what's really going on here? But, like, Clayton White, defensive coordinator. I'm probably going to go with a C plus. Going in to Georgia, I'm giving him an A. I mean, we have the fourth-ranked team in the nation, uh, defense in the nation. We're killing it. 
stopping the run game. We ha- Our DBs are getting interceptions left and right. We're turnover machines. I mean, he was doing great. We go into Georgia, and you almost don't even count that game because they're so good, and they are obviously the number one team in the nation. I mean, R.J. Young just put them as they're in their own tier of fo- college football right now. So you barely count that game because, I mean, South Carolina actually put up one of the better games against Georgia. But then you go into Kentucky and it gets a little worse and it gets a little worse. And then after looking at the Tennessee game, I mean, you can't even make the argument of a good defense. I mean, last week me and Braden talked about how this is going to be a good defense versus a very good offense. So that was going to be the story of that battle, but... You can't even say that anymore. That that's by no means can you say a team that allowed 38 points in the first half and 28 of them in the first quarter. Tennessee had 227 to- yards of total offense in the first quarter. That is a problem. The defense did horribly in that first half. And, I mean, Beamer said, which we'll touch on, he talked in his press conference, we're going to have a clip coming in a little bit, touched about the second half, he was really proud of the defense, but why does that matter when Tennessee already has such a cushion on you, they didn't even care anymore almost? They were they just were protecting the lead. They They had us by a mile. They didn't need to look back. They could jog a little bit. They'd catch their breath, and they did. And South Carolina apparently decided to start trying at that point. So, I mean, it's just, that's a rough scene for the defense. I mean, I do have faith in Clayton White. He is a big part of this team moving forward, and he's been great in recruiting. So I think he's going to be huge for us in the future. I just think right now we're trending down. And hopefully after Vandy, I mean, we can change directions and go back up. But right now I'm putting him at a C plus. All right, other side of the ball, Marcus Satterfield. I don't think I can give him anything other than an F. That's harsh, but at the same time, he has done nothing good. We scored... Over 40 points against one team, and it was an FCS team that's not even good in the FCS. So, why do you, why would anyone think he deserves anything higher when his play calling has been questionable? He hasn't been able to get the run game going. Luke Doty will have one game where he. Seems to be making improvement, and then the next he kind of takes three steps back. So I'm I'm really seeing no positives from the offensive side. Not not hitting on the players. I just on Satterfield's job so far this season, he is failing. So Satterfield gets an F. I'd say Shane Beamer, head coach. Through six games, three and three, 500, first year in the SEC, he gets a C minus. C is average. Three and three, average. It's 500. But 
I'd say he's just below because we haven't seen a game where South Carolina has really played good football. And against Tennessee, I think that that grade's way lower. But, I mean, I'm trying to think of everything as a whole because, I mean, this is the Tennessee recap, and I want to keep us on that. But at the same time, as a South Carolina fan, who really wants to think about that game? I mean, just getting outthrown the total yards they had 472 we had 370 we actually kept up with them in first downs they had 24 we had 22 um but then rushing they had 247 rushing yards we had 153 with almost the same amount of rushing attempts so i mean trying to put that tennessee game behind us and move forward that's what south carolina wants to do and we'll talk a lot more about that on Thursday with the Vandy game, but looking at Beamer this season as a whole, I mean, C-minus, just above average. He's not where we want to see him yet. But, I mean, he's still keeping a positive vibe. He's still keeping things on a high note, which is definitely what South Carolina needs to see as this season goes on because this is a build. This is something they're go- that's going to get better in the future, and Beamer knows he's trying to make... South Carolina great in the coming years. He even said in his opening press conference, like, his kids aren't going to see what they've seen in the past couple years with his Oklahoma Sooners winning Big 12 championship after Big 12 championship. So, Beamer's right below average. He's, He's okay. Now, the running back room and... I put the running back room in my notes, but I'm going to say the running game as a whole. And that's another, like, bouncing from D-plus to an F. I mean, Kevin Harris, I will give him credit. He had two touchdowns last game against Tennessee. uh, 16 carries for 61 yards, long of 13. I mean, it's not great, but it's much better than we've seen. And 153 yards of total... Uh, total on the ground is solid. So I'll give him credit where credit is due. So we'll give him the D just for that last game being an improvement, but that's still being generous because talking about the running game, we're also lumping in the offensive line, which has looked atrocious in the first six games of the season. And You know, we have a lot of talented running backs, and I don't think they're playing up to their potential, but also, I mean, they're only as good as the guys blocking in front of them who can make the holes so they can make things happen, and they haven't been doing that. So the run game as a whole is getting an F because it's just not there and it's not doing what we need to. But, I mean, the running back room, I don't want to get on them too hard. I'm not the guy running in front of thousands of fans. I mean... They're very talented. Kevin Harris obviously proved he could do it. But we have not figured out a way for that to work right now. So they're just going to have to figure it out. They're getting a low grade right now. Hopefully that can improve. We'll do end of year grades as well. Now Doty. Doty has been mediocre. I'd say you just get to see. I mean, that's just what you look at any power ranking for SEC uh, quarterbacks. He is 
at the bottom, right above Vandy's. So, I mean, you have to think about it in a way of, of all the SEC quarterbacks, would you take Luke Doty over any other of them? Besides the Vandy quarterback, honestly. Like, that is one I say, yeah, I'd take Luke Doty over him. But every every other one, I mean, Bo Nix and Bryce Young, um, Stetson Benton, JT Daniels, I mean, those are obviously some of the top ones, but you're taking all those guys because they can win a game with their arm. They can win you a football game. Right now, Doty can't win you a football game. He needs the run game to be in full force so he can do what he has to do, be a good game manager, get 167 yards, maybe a touchdown, and get the win. And then with a solid defense, causing turnovers, getting interceptions, a few a pick six a game or so, you you get a win. With all those things combined. Problem is those aren't being combined. So it's either Luke Doty wins it for you with his arm or nothing happens for you in the end. And then going to the wide receiver core, I think this is actually a positive. I mean, Josh Van, DeCarion Joyner have had some catches that big plays that have shown you, okay, they can do this. All right, we have we have guys who can catch the ball, who can make plays. That's that's something to be proud of. That's something to be happy about here in South Carolina. But I mean, like I said, they're with Doty. Doty can't do. You can't give Doty a great grade when he's not putting up numbers, but at the same time, it all comes back to the offensive line, which has been horrible this year. So how is Doty supposed to put up a lot when he's getting rushed, he's getting taken down, he's having to run out the pocket? So you can't really judge them too hard. Because they can only do as well as Doty does. Doty can only do as well as the offensive line gives him. But, I mean, props to the wide receiver core. They have made some plays when needed and shown that they can they can play with the big dogs. And literally, when if you watch Georgia, I mean, they made some great plays against very good, a very good Georgia defense, which a lot of teams have not been able to do. So... I mean, let's give them credit there. And uh, the offense overall gets pretty much, I mean, a D plus. What else can you give them? Uh, you add all those together. I mean, Satterfield is the coordinator of the offense, and he gets an F because he has not done well at all. So it's really all you could say. But now on the defensive side, and that's a little more positive, I mean, the DBs, when you're getting turnover after turnover, Every game, I think I said last time we had had, um, we had had at least two inter- at least an interception in every game this season. We had two in all but one. So this is the first game we did not have an interception against Tennessee, and for a team that we prided ourselves on causing fumbles. Given we did sack the quarterback six times, so that's something there. But, I mean, that defense 
is definitely still the best thing about South Carolina's games. I mean, I mean, the special teams is is the best thing about South Carolina football right now. I mean, Parker White, Kai Kroger, and the special teams unit as a whole are literally the most productive uh, unit on our team. I mean, Kai Kroger was one for one with forty four yard a forty four yard touchdown. So. Even when he's not punting, he's doing something. So, special teams unit, shout out to them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the defense is the best part of this game. The first time we didn't have an interception, so that just shows again how the Tennessee game is just really disappointing. We seem to be going backwards instead of forwards, which uh, everyone should be thankful that we have Vandy coming up because – if we didn't, this could get bad really fast, and uh, that's just a real, a uh, real positive because you watch Van- We've watched Vandy all year. If you haven't, I mean, there's maybe two teams Vandy could beat, and it's UMass and UConn, and they already beat UConn by, like, I think, three or one or something. Um, so I mean, Vandy should be. A good game for South Carolina to get back on track because it seems like we're losing it a little bit, and it's concerning. As a fan, it's uh, concerning overall. But, I mean, the DBs for South Carolina, I'm just going to give them a solid, I don't know, B+. Plus? I'm, ah, that's too good. That's way too good. B-. minus. There you go. Because it's above it's above nor like average. Like they did pretty well, especially the beginning of the season. I mean, they've been killing it. The amount of defensive touchdowns they've had, I mean they did kill it for a while. Jalen Foster has been an animal for that defense. I mean there's a lot of things you could say about them and the only bad ones are coming very recently, so it's tanking their stock a little bit. But, I mean, you can't give them too much crap. I think, they, I think they're pretty solid, and they're, they're, they're doing their best for a team that is not carrying the rest of the weight, which is the offense isn't doing what they need to do. So then I'd say uh, D-line and linebackers. I mean, those six, that's six tackle, uh, excuse me, Six sacks coming against Tennessee. I mean, that's that's an impressive stat in and of itself. So they are finally doing something, which I don't mean finally because our defensive line has been something we've been proud of this entire season. It was something we were proud of going into this year. I mean, I, I thought that was our best unit by far. And it probably still is. I mean, with Inigbare getting a sack, a tackle for loss. I mean, he had five total, four of them solo. He had a pretty solid game himself. But, I mean, you compare that with Tennessee's, they're just stepping up more. And then, like I said, Jalen Foster, 13 totals, 11 solo. He's the defensive MVP once again. But that's the DBs right there. So, I mean... D-line being solid, I don't really know what to say. After that Tennessee game, I think everything's just kind of thrown for a loop. Everything is 
just confusing because it seemed like there was a lot of potential, and now after Tennessee, it it's confusing in the fact that somehow we got worse versus a team where we could have proven how good we were. We completely gave up and looked defeated and just like we could not even hang with that team. And then we showed we could hang with them in the second half when they already were up by 31. So, overall, just to wrap things up, pretty disappointing. Mid-year, the team, I mean, sit 3-3. Three and three. The three and a half over is very well within reach. Six and six is looking a little bleaker, especially with the upcoming schedule. But, I mean, overall, this team is at a C. They are average, maybe a C minus, just a little below. But it's trended down ever since game one. And hopefully we, right at the midway point of the season, turn it around and start heading back up, coming up against Vandy. But we will see a little later. And then just lastly, we're going to touch on that Beamer press conference. Beamer did say he thought this week was a, a great practice week. He thought everything leading up to the game was great. He thought the team's energy in the morning before the game was great. And that's just disappointing because... How are I mean, at least if it was like we were flat in practice, there was injuries, there was something going on. I mean, we came late. The bus was a little late. We got in there late on the flight. Whatever. I don't know. At least it would have been like, okay, there's a reason. But you're telling me we we felt great, we practiced great, we looked great in walkthrough, and we played like that. That was the product that we put out. Which, it's just disappointing. I mean, that is, as a South Carolina football fan and a student here at the university, that is disappointing, to say the least. To watch that, another SEC team that I consider ourselves very close to as a football program, and they completely just handle us. That's very disappointing to see. So, I, as I want to say, I, this was a lot of negative, but, I mean, I'm still on the Beamer train. I'm still rolling with him. He's going to get it together. I'm not worried about it. It's just concerning right now. We want we want to make a bowl game this year. I mean, that's that's the goal in the end, but sometimes it doesn't work that way, and it's there is still hope for that right now, and we're at 3-3. Three and three, Got to get to 6-6. Six and six. That's the goal. If we can do better, amazing, and Beamer would have a great first year. But it's going to be a build, and we're going to continue to build, and South Carolina football will be okay. I believe in that. I hope you do too, and we'll see how it goes. Next week we'll be recapping Vandy. Braden should be back then. So thank you for listening to the Believe in South Carolina podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll talk to you this Thursday as we prepare to take on Vandy at home.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.